matter what, for desire backed by faith knows no such thing as impossible. Hi, this is your host Arjun. I'm a functional medicine health professional and personal trainer, and I'm here to motivate and empower you with knowledge that will help you to regenerate your health and align with your higher vision. and wishing all of y'all a very happy, prosperous and healthy new year. In today's episode, we'll be talking about the one thing that most of us seem to struggle with, that's getting a good amount of sleep or perhaps just the problem of falling asleep. Sleep, as we all know, is so crucial for well-being. It's not just nutrition alone. And insufficient sleep is a form of stress. And as we all know that stress is a root cause to many health problems that is faced in today's times. Before we get started, I'd just like to say a big thanks to Dr. Andrew Huberman. I'm an avid listener of his podcast, and while researching and learning more about the topic of sleep, I learned a lot from him. Alright, so let's get started. With this one question, what makes us sleep? There is a chemical in the nervous system called adenosine. As we get through the day, it tends to build up. The buildup or higher levels of adenosine is what causes us to feel sleepy. After a good night's sleep, as we wake up in the morning, the levels of adenosine are lower. Now, caffeine is an antagonist of adenosine. Reason being because it binds in the receptor of adenosine, preventing its uptake. But once the effect of caffeine starts wearing off, adenosine starts binding with a higher affinity, causing us to feel trash in energy levels. Perhaps due to some genetic variations, we might have different sensitivities towards caffeine, like some of us might feel jittery, while some of us might just not feel a thing even after having a higher amount of caffeine. Another thing governing our sleep is the circadian force. That's the body's natural inbuilt 24-hour clock. And it's affected by two things, light and hormones. Ideally, a pulse of cortisol and epinephrine should take place early in the day. That's what gets our blood glucose levels high, increasing our heart rate and tensing our muscles so that we can get out of bed and get moving. However, due to high amounts of stress or chronic stress, it results in the pulses in these pulses being released throughout the day, which actually tends to interfere with the release of melatonin. Now, the way the cycle of cortisol and melatonin works is that when we wake up in the morning, a timing is determined, which is mostly about 12 to 16 hours after the pulse of cortisol, that melatonin is scheduled to be released from the pineal gland Now, this is a pea-sized organ or a structure situated in the brain. Now, an important side note. If you are supplementing with melatonin, I'd suggest that you stop. Of course, unless you have been prescribed by a doctor or a healthcare professional. The reason being because it interferes with the release of other hormones, which in turn might interfere with other functions of the body. It's more important to note that in the case of babies and children who haven't hit puberty, The release 
of melatonin in them is chronical throughout the day and night. The reason being because melatonin suppresses the release of other hormones that can cause an onset of puberty. And everything apart, a supplement will help you fall asleep but not stay asleep, mainly because the amount of melatonin can differ greatly. It's not always what's mentioned on the label. It can be far too more or far too less. Now let's have a look at how light has a role to play in the scheduling of the body's natural clock. Okay, just before I continue, I'd like to say that I might sound a little different because I've just shifted rooms and house. Alright, so getting back to where we were. Light enters the eyes, basically the retina. And inside the eye are these neurons called retinal ganglion cells. They get activated by light and they communicate with the central clock, which is located at the roof of the mouth. It's called the supraschematic nucleus. And this is connected to every cell and organ and helps them clock in all the other cells and tissues. So if the cortisol and melatonin rhythm are disrupted, it has negative implications on not just cognitive function, but cardiovascular health and metabolism as well. In fact, yes, it does, it does play a role in depression and dementia as well. Ideally, the retinal ganglion cells respond to a certain quality of light, which is the right contrast with the blue and the yellow spectrum, which we get during sunrise, within an hour or two of sunrise actually. When the sun is low in the sky at a low solar angle, in a way, artificial light kind of has similar effects, but yeah, we'll get to that in a minute. So what we need ideally is to get sunlight in our eyes first thing in the morning, but that doesn't mean burning your eyeballs with strong, direct, unbearable sunlight. Please don't ever do that. First of all, you don't even need to look at the source of the light directly. So once the sun is overhead, like about at 8 a.m. or 9 a.m., the quality of light shifts. It's different. The spectrum is different. And we are unable to get that priming of the cortisol melatonin cycle. Another thing to note is that the neurons cannot distinguish between sunlight and artificial light. But the sunlight has that right quality of light, which I mentioned, which is required in order to set the cortisol pulse. So how much time you need to spend outside in the sun? Oh yeah, with that, in a, in another important thing that I'd like to remind you all. The place from where you experience the sunlight exposure matters a lot. So let's say if you're viewing the sunlight from sunglasses or through a window or a windshield of a car or its side windows, yeah, it's not gonna be that effective even if it's early in the morning, just the way it's supposed to be. Of course, I mean, you need to have high amounts of exposure for that. But anyways, what I mean to say is you don't have to compromise your safety. Let's say you're driving a car and it's important to wear sunglasses or you have any problems or issues with your eyesight or you have an eye disorder or degeneration of some sort or any issue. In such cases, it's best to avoid bright lights and follow the doctor's advice. But surely you can get the job done through dimmer lights, including sunlight, but for longer periods. So as for how much time you need to spend outside, it's about 30 to 60 seconds is enough if you have a clear horizon. Or let's say you have snow-covered fields, 
and you have the light bouncing around there's going to be enough photon light energy around so that much is enough but in comparison to scandinavian countries in winter where there's not much sunlight or it's too cloudy perhaps so there'll still be enough light for that but then you'll have to spend more time outside perhaps like around 10 to 15 minutes probably even 20 minutes i previously mentioned that artificial lights are not the same the reason being because if you compare artificial lights to the low light outside no matter how bright the artificial light is inside it's still going to be about 500 to 1000 lux lux is a measurement of light energy compared to let's say in scandinavian countries like i mentioned in winter even if it's not that bright outside you still get around 10000 to 50000 lux which is yeah way more than what you'll get through through an artificial light but i understand that in many cases it's not really possible to get exposure to sunlight or you miss that opportunity that window so yeah i mean artificial source can get the job done in that case but again uh, you'll need very long durations of exposure aka more photons so considering an artificial light source what you'd be wanting is a lot of blue and yellow light spectrum arriving at the retina early in the day so you can use a ring light that mostly the youtubers and other people on instagram are using these days to make their videos just another reminder you don't need to get crazy by looking at bright light or being in a situation where it's too painful to look at the light please don't ever do that all right so moving on it's fine if you can't make it happen every morning but do it whenever you can i mean going outside or the thing with the artificial light it's all good but try and do it as regularly as possible since this system works on an averaging kind of basis so as i repeat myself it's not the view of the sun but that particular wavelength of light even if it's through a dense cloud cover that's fine but that particular wavelength of light is perceived by the neurons in the eyes called melanopsin ganglion cells that set this mechanism so this is the key for not just easily falling asleep i'm sorry easily falling asleep but also for waking up easily and feeling refreshed and energized it's important for the circadian health and it's the basis for good sleep and it's this way that you can set your body's natural clock in place there's another thing that sets the clock and keeps it anchored it's the sunset and when the light distributed by the sun when it's at a low horizon is perceived by the melanopsin it further passes down the light information that it's the end of the day just like our gut is informing our brain and the rest of the body of the environment you are in it's these neurons in the eyes there are part of the brain that informing the system inside our body about information about light availability so now so far it was all about setting the uh, the, the clock the natural clock of our body now we have to look at aspects that actually disrupt the clock and we have to address these problems the biggest thing is bright light exposure or simply light exposure especially from device screens and artificial lights like led lights etc after sunset since we live in a modern world i know that's kind of not possible to avoid but let's discuss a few steps that we can still take and be in a better position 
So first of all, at any cost, we have to avoid exposure to light, especially between 11 p.m. and 4 a.m., which not just disrupts the circadian rhythm and keeps you up till late and makes it hard to fall asleep, but it also inhibits the release of dopamine. Once in a while, this is fine. I mean, bright light exposure, but if it continues to be a habit or become a habit chronically, that'll result in not just sleep disruption and other effects related to it, but will also cause anxiety, depression, and other mood issues. Okay, so let's have a look at some of the very easy steps that we can take and make this effective. To start with, a good and effective pair of blue light blocking glasses will do the trick when looking at screens and, and yeah, remember to dim the lights of the screen. Avoid overhead fluorescent lights at all costs. And uh, place lights below the eye level or low in the physical environment. Like you can use things like a bedside lamp or those floor lamps, the standing lamps which are kind of illuminating the walls with a soft light, you know, a, a tint of yellowish or reddish. Yeah, another thing that just occurred to me, you can use night mode in your laptop's PC. So this, mostly the setting is inbuilt in the PC. You can go and check out the settings in display or alternately there's an app, I think it's called Flux that you can check out. And this will really help in kind of giving that yellowish tint even to your screen. So doing all this will prevent the activation of the neurons in the eyes. Interesting thing to note is that candlelight and the light from fireplaces or campfires, they really don't activate the neurons. Another side note is that the longer you are awake, the more sensitive the neurons in the eyes are to light. So the other thing that you can do is also to it's better to exercise and do all the, and, and finish with all the rigorous activities more early on in the day. The earlier, the better. And also having your last meal of the day uh, early on or at least like three hours before sleeping would help. Not just for sleep, but also for digestion and maintaining that nice overnight fasting window for your migrating motor complexes to do its thing. The point is not making a strict schedule but to anchor the habit so as to empower our body to function the way it was designed to function so that we can lead happier and healthier lives. So today's podcast has become a bit long, but I just request you to bear with me just a little bit more. The last thing I would like to speak about is uh, the phase advances and phase delays. If we see light later in the day or in the middle of the night, your brain will perceive it as morning light and it will result in you getting sleep pretty late and getting up late as well, which is referred to as phase delays. And in this case, you'd want to face advance your clock by exposing yourself to light even before waking up. And you can do that by keeping the curtains drawn for morning light to illuminate your room or by timing your light to automatically switch on 45 minutes before you wake up. The reason why this this will work because light can penetrate the eyelids and reach the neurons and activate it, provided, of course, that your closed eyelids are not further covered. And while also making sure that you're keeping the light exposure 
levels really low uh, at night. Basically, by following what we just discussed earlier. All right. So with that, we come to an end of today's episode. Now there can be other problems that is that that are affecting sleep or that is affecting sleep, but mainly this is a good place to start. Especially whether we have other problems or not, irrespective of that, it's always better to set our circadian rhythm in place. So I'll be seeing you guys tomorrow with another episode. Till then, take care, stay healthy, stay happy. If you'd like to keep in touch. Subscribe to the newsletter for more personalized support. You can start by scheduling a free call with me. If you find what I do helpful, you can support the show by becoming a patron. All links can be found below in the show notes. Until next time, stay healthy, stay happy.